Welcome to episode 19 of the Monday Morning Podcast. This morning, we're talking about selling daddy's tomb, the dodgeball of returning home when there is no home, and the burgundy-colored glasses of trauma. Welcome, Welcome back, back to the to podcast. Monday morning. Monday morning. Monday morning. Podcast. We're back. And I feel like it's been so long, but it, we're actually still on schedule. So but somehow we, s- we got our shit yeah. together, grief babies, and we are sticking to a schedule. A schedule. Yeah. But well, it has been a while since we've last recorded. It's been a month. Yeah. It's been a yeah. sec- secretly, secretly. It's, it's been secretly a month. been a month. And I feel like I've been um, craving a little chaos because if you listen to our last episode, it was probably our most uh, <laughs> toned down episode. Mm-hmm. And I think we needed a little grounding, to be honest with you. Um, but part of me does miss just letting loose on the mics you know and just you vomiting. crave the chaos yeah. and i quote which is so trauma baby of you yeah well <laughs> uh you could frame it that way or you could frame it as i like shooting the shit with my uh fellow co-hosts okay yeah, yeah. yeah. i like spending yeah. time with mm-hmm. you guys and yeah. Yeah. making little jokies gabbing with the gals gabbing with, with the, the gals. gals yeah well what anyway. episode is episode 19 is that it 19 baby holy shit 19 we are we're in college we're out of the dorms maybe we vote we voted last year and we're never doing it again we're 19 we're We're 19 Uh Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because it was was the joke that the world's gonna explode and the big clock of crisis climate crisis doom is gonna go off is that uh, I think that we're just done voting. I think we're just oh. disillusioned. Oh, it's going to be like a dictatorship. <laughs> That's our message. Don't participate. It's just going to be whoever. It's going to be like eight people yeah. voting That's our message. Oh, it's, me- it's not a message. Oh, wait, wait. Sorry. It's not a message. <laughs> it's just going to be like Daddy Biden forever. DB. He like no. He's going to be He's gonna cryogenically freeze, fr- frozen, freeze, yeah. uh, freezer. Freezed, uh, freezed, and no, he's, he's gonna, gonna he's gonna croak, and his kids are gonna listen to this podcast. Oh, oh. that'd be good, Hunter. Okay, shout out Hunter. Great yeah. branding. Shout out Hunter. Mm-hmm. Wait, isn't Hunter dead? No. Uh, right? Wait, I <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Wait, I thought Hunter was dead. Okay. I don't anyway, know episode nineteen Daddy current Biden. events. So you guys, we're getting way too political, um, <laughs> and people are seeing through us. Uh-huh. So we're pundits now. So <laughs> we're talking heads. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, who who the hell are we, guys? We, yeah, are we. Well, I guess I'll open up a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, open up. <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming to my my virtual house. Um, my name is Harry Vigo John Jensen the first. That's number mm. one. Mm. The first, the first and only, and my daddy died January fifth, twenty seventeen. Of well, he was just sort of walking through the woods, and he had a big can of bear spray, mm. Um, mm. and so he was ready for bears. And then out jumps a big lump, a big jumping lump, <laughs> and he's, he's like, "What is that?" And it's like, "I'm stage four can- <laughs> cancer, and I'm canceling you." 
Oh. And he's like, I didn't get the lump spray at REI. God damn it. No, I didn't. Mm. I did not get the lump spray. And <laughs> my little hatchet is not going to do that. So so it, it lumped him. It, you know, it, OK, the lump ate him like there's. Like the blob, I, I mm. think I think there's a Goosebumps book about a blob that eats everything. <laughs> I think there is. Yeah, so he got it's goose blobbed. He got goose blobbed right down to the <laughs> to the goosebumps. Oof. And uh, January fifth, twenty seventeen, he got goosebumped. Damn, I'm so sorry. Rest I'm in so paradise. sorry. Rest in lump. Well. Hey, let, me, let me let me take that grief off your hands. Uh, I'm <laughs> thank you. I'm Gabby, <laughs> and my mom died September 3rd, 2016, and, you know, I'm just going to, since I copy Harry every time, I'm just going to do it again, and it's going along with the Goosebumps. It's like that other series of books. I literally don't know the name, but it's the one where it starts as, like, a human, and then it, like, he turns oh, into, yeah, like, yeah. a gorilla. An- anamorph, anamorph, bro. Anamorph, bro. Okay, Anamorph. <laughs> Bro? Bro. 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 I'm so sorry, guys. I really, I haven't read a book in five years. Um, Okay, I should probably start with those. Um, Yeah, it was like the Animorph books, but she morphed into the lump. Mm. She just morphed Mm -hmm. into a big, she had boils of cancer just all over her. And you would think that's what did it. But Mm. actually what, the final blow was cancel culture. Mm, cancer culture yeah <laughs> the snowflakes <laughs> yeah <laughs> you are more political so i'm just gonna tie uh-huh. that in um the snowflakes got her and mm. yeah joe rogan i always jo- have to shout out joe yeah. i'm sorry wow yeah, going exactly. from anamorph to snowflake to joe rogan i thought yeah. you were gonna say that she anamorphed into a reptile that's what i thought well she did that too yeah, yeah. it's kind of there's a lot of it's like a choose your own adventure mm. it's like you know did she die snowflakes or did the boils get her. I th- I'm actually a self, I have self-diagnosed ADHD, and I don't know if that's coming through, but uh, can someone let me know if there's any doctors listening? Do I have ADHD? Anyway, yeah. my <laughs> mom's <laughs> dead. Please, listeners, let us know. So, yeah. Sorry, that's Gabby. That's my story today, well, guys. Well, hey, Gab. Um, hey. Nice, nice to meet you. Yeah. Sorry she shit. chose her own adventure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She chose the wrong adventure. <laughs> yeah, uh-oh. Ugh. Wait, is that the Goosebump bo- Goosebumps book? Where you Goosebump like, book? Like, the Goosebump. <laughs> it's a Goosebook. <laughs> oh God, I missed this, guys. Okay. I'm so embarrassed. Wait, I'm so that? embarrassed that I said book. <laughs> oh my lord, yeah, I can't believe I just did that. Uh, no, is that where you choose like which? what your fate is like yeah. you choose that yeah okay yeah you chose the wrong and adventure it's and true. our parents did the thing like where you choose the wrong one and then the book ends at like page 45 <laughs> yeah, instead yeah. of the end of the yeah. book yeah yeah no they didn't make they made it about a yeah third of the way through okay uh-huh. and it was a novella let me go let me go let me get it. we're already at fucking eight minutes um my <laughs> name's madison keep it going hey and madison my, hey and my mother also died september 3rd 2016 uh and she i'm just gonna keep it real you know our mom <laughs> it was written in the stars the way what? That she we was weren't keeping it real <laughs> <laughs> the way that she died was completely written in the stars it was her fate and i have a deep fear that it's my own fate and i'll tell you why because uh. she died the exact same way that our grandmother died her mom 
it was pretty much the same thing. Like they were diagnosed with cancer at a young age, breast cancer, went into remission, beat it. Beat they it. were in remission for about 10 years, about a decade. Beat Just it, beat psych. It. More or less. And then it came back and it beat them. It mm-hmm. beat their asses big time yeah. as metastatic cancer. And it was really, the brain was the final blow. It spread yeah. to the brain. Yeah, it was KO. So long story short, I'm so fucking scared that I'm, I'm my inheritance is a big lump sum of cancer and then more cancer after I beat it. Um, so anyways, that's me. I'm <laughs> uh, so sorry to hear that. Pleasure to well, be here. Sorry about you know, that lump sum. Yeah. The uh, thing is... Again, calling all doctors. Uh, let us know <laughs> in the comments what sister you think is gonna get that fate. Is it gonna be me or Maddie? And I'll I'll tell you what. I have a couple years of smoking on her, so mm-hmm. that yeah. might be a factor. Place bets. Um, get your bookies involved. So mm-hmm. you know, just just let us know. We could take a genetic test, but that scares the shit out of me. I don't think we have to take that to know. <laughs> <laughs> that is. <laughs> It would give us like it would give us a pretty accurate percentage. Okay, uh, this is who's doing more. Who's doing more push-ups is the big question. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Okay, so it's not me. (laughs) 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 Gabby Um, calls me Hercules, so I don't know. Yeah, I call her Big Herc because when we, every time we've moved together and we're both carrying like a dresser, uh, she's actually carrying the dresser. (laughs) And I can't believe, like, I'm embarrassed at how little I, like, she's like, lift it, dude. And I'm like, I am. I am actually, like, giving it my all. I'm like, fuck it, it's a one person. Yeah, <laughs> I have, like, a hernia, and she's just like, fuck you, and takes the mattress, and it's, like, <laughs> on her head. Uh. Anyway, okay, seriously, what are we talking about let's today? Let's stick to the topic. Yeah. Well, speaking of moving... Yeah. Um, oh my gosh! Oh. Segue okay. of a lifetime. Segue of a lifetime. Um, and now since the episode's almost over, let's just wrap up <laughs> uh, with a little discussion. Conclusion. So, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about homes, family homes, and moving because I'm currently in the process of having a meltdown. No, I'm having <laughs> a move down. I'm having a move down to Chicago. From Minneapolis, as some of our loyal listeners know, I've been living in the hollowed skull of my father, <laughs> a.k.a. my family home. <laughs> just just licking the walls. Mm. Just licking the walls. Good bones. Good bones. Yep. yep. Good, uh, this <laughs> house has good bones. I'll show you the basement. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where he's buried. The catacombs. No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. The bones are all in a urn and little shards, little kitty litter Yeah, chunks. yeah, yeah. But yeah, so we wanted to talk a little bit about family homes and moving today. And just moving in general, what mm-hmm. that's like, because yeah. you, 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 kitty cats, if I may refer to you as such. Yeah, meow. <laughs> yeah, meow, 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 meow. <laughs> uh, you, 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 you scratched your way out of <laughs> Minneapolis. Uh, it was. We, oh, s- we some clawed. might say that we scraped our <laughs> way yeah, out. Yeah, you clawed um, and scraped. Oh my God! Just yeah, barely, by the skin of our little furry teeth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you did lost you th- so much s- hair in the process from the stress? I was a sphinx when I got to New York, actually. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Did you lose well, hair? <laughs> okay, it's actually funny that I say that because I did when I moved to New York. Wait, really? I was. I just remember. I don't know if it was stress related from the move or if it was like 
all my all my grief babies on birth control i went off birth control i wasn't sure if it was like related to like the hormones Uh. from the birth control or the move or maybe both but i was i was losing a lot of hair like more than i had ever experienced before and i was like am i gonna go bald like what's happening like we lose a lot of hair in a day just naturally but it was a lot of yeah no moving is really stressful i think it was like i mean just moving to new york in general is horrendous like everyone you know we were obviously running away from bigger demons <laughs> at home but like even people who were just moving here for fun like it's just overall a really stressful experience one of my friends actually just told me that when she first moved here she uh stopped getting her period for eight months because mm. it was that stressful on her body mm. so fun yeah so <laughs> people uh it's really stressful but obviously we were uh also, uh, leaving our trail of grief behind, so it was uh-huh. <laughs> it was kind of nice though. Like once it was the stress was over, I was like, all right, not in the catacombs anymore. Yeah, it was it was stressful, and I mean, <laughs> I had never that was like my first move. You know, Harry, like I know that you kind of you moved to to Portland and. Mm-hmm. Like that, I I, always, I stayed in Minnesota. I went to college in Minneapolis. Like, I had never moved before, so it was really, it was a very novel experience. And it's, I mean, people are always like, "So you went from the Midwest to New York City, one of the dirtiest, most expensive, craziest fucking places to live. Like, what? Why? Why would you do that?" And it's like, well, I. I mean, yeah, you could say all those things, but it really is just the best. <laughs> you could it's say. I'd rather you didn't. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, I chose all those things, but like it, I love it here, you know, and it, it was an adjustment period. Um, sometimes I feel like I just <laughs> eight now month adjustment period. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes I feel like I'm just now really like digging my claws in. I'm really like the roots are like really starting to grow now. Your kitty it cat takes claws. a while. Yeah. Yeah. My kitty cat. Okay, but to that point, I think it just shows how powerful trauma is that that Mm. description sounds more appealing than staying at home where mom died and where dad is. (laughs) Like, I was (laughs) like, I'd rather be in a rat and cockroach nest than (laughs) where mommy used to walk the earth. Like, so. Yeah, well, Harry, I'm curious, like, how does this move? kind of the anticipation of this move compared to the last one when you moved for college? This one is worse. <laughs> <laughs> this one is overall <laughs> worse. Just for our little grief babies, yeah, I've been having a very like difficult time with this one. So if you're tuning in and you're having a difficult time about anything, then... I don't know. Send me send me five bucks. I don't know. I don't know if that will help you. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Y- yeah. Well, then you beat them. Yeah, then you I beat them. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Um... This one is, this will be the first time that I don't have a home base anymore. Um, mm. So, I mean, you you cats already meow meowed yourself out of <laughs> here. And I think you have everything that you have with you. But we've just been sort of leaving things at this house for a long time and using it as an anchor and... Um, so it's, yeah, it, I, I, I'd say, like, the biggest change is, like, I won't have a home in Minneapolis. Like, it'll be the thing where Minneapolis is my home, but I don't have a home there. Yeah. Um, mm. So I'm 
probably not gonna come back is is the mm. the biggest thing here i'm you know i got my yeah. little bindle i got my straw hat i'm jumping mm-hmm. on the train <laughs> i'm yeah, oh, yeah. i have a, a whole u-haul in my bindle i should just drive uh-huh. the u-haul instead <laughs> of bindling <laughs> it um wow you got a mary poppins bindle purse yeah but it's uh, yeah it's it's jarring to to think that I won't be able to come back, but a part of me is so goddamn ready. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> wait. Do you do you think that because I didn't I didn't want to come back here um, mm-hmm. at all. I just came back here during the pandemic, and um, I knew I had to like clear this place out. So I thought it would help my brother. It was ridiculous. It was like, hey, I know we need to empty this place. So what if I just shove my whole life into it? Will that help it empty? <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, it's, yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, we got to take out the trash. I'm gonna take a nap in it. Is that mm. is that gonna help you drag the hefty bag yeah. to the yeah. to the corner of the <laughs> yeah. road if I'm just in here crying? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm ready to leave. Do you do you two think that I've talked to Gabby about this, but. Um, I don't know. I always have to say that. <laughs> I just have to let the audience <laughs> we know talk. that. I've, that uh, I've, we yeah, talk. We actually chill. But would yeah. you have okay. left Minneapolis? Ostracize me. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'll just voice record our phone call that lasts three hours and just send it to you in an MP3. Okay. Yeah, so you can, can get caught up. <laughs> but Ma- Maddie, would you have left Minneapolis, do you think, if your mom didn't die? Or do you think that you would be, <laughs> like, chilling? Um, no, I definitely think, I don't know where I would be if my mom hadn't died. I probably would still be in Minneapolis. I remember, like, I wrote in my journal, sometimes I look back and I read it, like, after she died. (coughs) Um, well, let me just start from the beginning. Like, I think my concept of home started deteriorating, like, long before my mom died. It kind (laughs) of, it kind of started happening, like... When my parents divorced, luckily I was 18 and like when they when they officially divorced and like moved into separate <laughs> homes, I was in college. But I was, was the only one with the bindle every other week, okay? <laughs> I know. Um and but it was still weird to like return on holidays and stuff and no longer have that like home base that I had, mm-hmm. you know, completely grown up in for 18 years. So it was very like I remember my first summer back from college, I moved into Gabby's bedroom in mom's apartment. Oh my god. And we shared a bed the whole summer. That like, was a bad summer. <laughs> so it was pretty funny, but so that like started <laughs> suddenly suddenly I was like okay no home base like the concept of home is getting a little muddy. And then yeah. 3 years later mom died and it was like suddenly this place that I once considered home like kind of Minneapolis just generally became my home though I was like moving around from apartment to apartment every year. Like I I considered Minneapolis my home, but then she died and I remember thinking I wrote in my journal it was like maybe one of my first days of classes, like a few days after my mom died. Um, and I was like, I can't fucking stand this city anymore. <laughs> like it was the first time I thought that I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Like I can't look yeah. at all these places, like just the amount of, yeah, it, like trauma that happened there. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I need to change. And I remember writing, like, I don't know where I'll be in five years, but it certainly as fuck is in here. Maybe it'll be New York. Maybe it'll be, like, Portland. I remember, like, I named all these places. 
And then I actually visited New York um, after my mom died. It was like one of the first trips I took because she always promised me that when I was 16, (laughs) (laughs) that when I turned 16 years old, she would take me to New York. It never fucking happened. Uh-huh. 16 came and went 17 came and went but like she told me paris yeah and i was like there's no way uh-huh paris yeah, yeah. she's like you're we're going to paris when you're 16 i was like we don't even go to wisconsin no, she was like, like such I a <laughs> wannabe globetrotter i'm like okay we went to tj maxx for my 16th but i guess that's uh-huh. as good as new york um so i went to new york because i was like in honor of my mom never taking me here like <laughs> i'm gonna fulfill the prophecy Uh, And I went and I just completely fell in love with New York. I was like, whoa, this place is amazing. Like, I love it. And so really, in that regard, I don't think I ever... Yeah, I don't think I ever would have moved to New York if my mom hadn't died. Um, Mm. And now I don't consider really anywhere my home. New York feels more like home than anything has in a long time. But I think home is where the heart is. No, I think home is, like, where the love is for me. So, like... I, f- I find home in like people more than places, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know what the concept of home means anymore. Yeah. I, I, I have yeah. no yeah. concept of home. Home is in <laughs> your body. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I know with the divorce and the death, it's like you have one big graham cracker and someone just keeps <laughs> on snapping it. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and then you're not even <laughs> snapping on the perforated lines. You're like, no. which crumb do I cling to? <laughs> It's a nature valley bar. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah uh-huh. really I need to sweep this up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Pretty much. But Harry, you're also, you should touch on how you're selling your dad's house. Because mm-hmm. as I said to you before we started recording in our secret conversation, just kidding. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine moving to New York, which is already so stressful, and selling a house at the same time because we when our childhood home was getting sold like that was stressful and I wasn't even doing it like yeah I because there's like showings and I told you this but I remember like I was like fucking 13 or 14 so there'd be showings after school and I'd have to just like bike around the neighborhood like (laughs) for an hour like I'd just be doing laps (laughs) and then my mom would text me and be like all right you can go back in the house and like I was like I just want to like chill in my home Mm. but there's like a realtor in there and like a family that's gonna move in and like be more wholesome than mine that's crumbling i remember the realtor woke (laughs) me up one morning actually (laughs) get the fuck out of your bed i was home for winter break and no one told me that there was gonna be a showing and i was sleeping and she came in she was like Excuse me? She There's was like, like a whole family <laughs> No, she was like, we have a showing in 10 minutes. I was like, what? Are you fucking serious? No one told me. I was like, I'll hide in the closet or oh something. Oh, my God. There's just a big, happy nuclear family. Like, oh, this is your room? Okay, yeah, not anymore. This is actually Timmy's room, so... <laughs> one of my first feelings of true shame was when I actually moved in here uh, 15 years ago, and there were movers like... The, this this old man this single old man who was moving our entire house <laughs> and i was in i was like i didn't know he was there and i was in the basement for some reason in my like tidy whities like uh. chasing my brother and screaming <laughs> at him and then this old man came down with a box while i was just like living like a feral child <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah we're selling the house and um yeah, it brings up a lot of stuff, mostly like a feeling of uh, vitriol and hatred towards the universe, 
where mm. I'm just like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. uh, like, I, I don't want to have to do this. So it brings up a lot of like. What a drag. It, it is a drag. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think a lot about, <laughs> as, as I tend to a lot, other people who don't have to like sell a house or anything mm. or just like have their little home bases. Um, yeah. Because it does feel like this weird form of like pragmatic self-harm where I'm like, it would be really convenient to have a home base and to never do anything with it, but mm. I must destroy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's like this weird kind of lifestyle purge mm. where I'm, I'm, I'm getting rid of this thing that I still sort of need because it's, you know, it symbolizes like, you know, the last remnant of my... Uh, my dad's, well, not the last, but the, uh, a shred of my dad providing stability for me, mm. which is this, <laughs> like, house that he left. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I am just shredding it up like a little hamster making his nest. Mm. Yeah, uh, self-sabotage in a way. It is. It, it's hard not to feel like that. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's... Yeah, it's it's I, I don't know it's it's been good because you know me and my brother have fought a lot over this house, which is something that happens where, you know, it's I th I think with smaller like the bigger the thing, the the more tension it brings. Like mm. if you had like a fifty thousand dollar lamp, or I guess in your case like a fifty thousand dollar fedora <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> that that you had to share. I mean, it would bring up. It's like well, I'm wearing the fedora today. Yeah, um, that <laughs> so thing would be on eBay, and I'd be like, "Let's split it." Luckily, <laughs> our mom. <laughs> luckily, our mom pawned off all of our. Uh, yeah, refer to pawning off <laughs> mommy's legacy. <laughs> refer to that episode. Refer to that episode. Yeah. Yeah, all yeah. of our valuable possessions got pawned, so yeah. she saved us from that. Maddie got destiny. Converse shoes, so I got a sick pair of red Converse. Used. Yeah. Very. Used. <laughs> But one one thing that's nice about not having a home base that I'm looking forward to is I'll really just finally be a little birdie out of the nest because I've mm. been li I've yeah. been living in this nest I got pushed out of by the corpse of Father Bird. Mm -hmm. He's like, "You're ready to fly," <laughs> and he keeled <laughs> over and fell out. Um, because it oh it my god, it has felt like, and I I wonder if other grief babies who have had to like do this before. Um, it does feel like having one foot in the grave and mm. you're like, it's hard to walk cause graves are six feet deep. So I'm mm -hmm. just doing the banana splits <laughs> with one, with one foot outside of the grave and one foot just tiptoe and tap dancing mm. ballet on point right in the casket. Yeah. Uh, spread eagle. Yeah. Spread eagle. <laughs> um, but yeah, it brings up a lot of stuff with home where, which I feel really conflicted about and I'd want to hear more from you, but like mm. I do sort of fucking hate this city sometimes, uh. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it, it's, it's in a, it's in a way where it's like the city didn't do anything, but everything is yeah. just like this memory. Totally. This, yeah. This oh flickering my God. memory. Oh, uh, I am. Yeah. The most sentimental, nostalgic person and I think I've said it before, I don't know, but like w anytime I return to Minneapolis, I will have a mental breakdown of some kind. Like I will burst into tears at the sight of the city, just like being back in the city. Like I'll look at anything. I'll look at a building and be like, oh, 
I remember looking at that that one day in 2016, and I uh, I did this, and I felt that way, and I was wearing this dress, and I, the wind blew. Like I I, it's really like um, it can be detrimental. Uh, and it's not like I like spiral for a week. It's it, it usually lasts like 30 well, minutes. Well, first of all, you don't usually visit for. A week. <laughs> it's usually <Yeah>. four days. <laughs> usually I get in, in and I get out. the fuck out. But it was actually nice to hear last night I was in uh, a group of sorts and this one woman was talking about how, you know, she grew up in Florida and like all these traumatic things happened there. And she was like, yeah, I've recently been thinking about moving back to Florida and I visited there. And she's like, and I just had a complete mental fucking breakdown and I was so triggered the whole time I was there. And it like, she's like, I just... She's like, well, what a horrible fucking idea. I would never move back there. I can't even visit without ha- like spiraling. And yeah. it was just really validating to hear. I'm like, okay, <laughs> thank God I'm not the only fucking one. Yeah. And I, I will say also, and like Minneapolis, it just feels like the trauma feels suffocating, but also like the size of the city and kind of the general vibe there, like all the people that like l- have lived there their whole lives kind of and have never been out, like... Not that that is wrong, but... Well, you kind of just know everyone. Right. Like, it's pretty yeah. small. <clears throat> yeah, it feels pretty... Um, I don't know. It, uh, it Dystopian. <laughs> I uh-huh. don't know if that's, like, my grief-colored glasses, though, looking back, but... Well, I think you just, like, lack anonymity there because it's, like, mm. it's kind of a double trouble thing because it's, like, you... Like, when I visit, which I've only visited once since moving here, so in three years, only visited once. Mm-hmm. And we're visiting next month, which is something maybe we'll get into, but yeah. I feel like it's just overwhelming because it's like, yeah, when I'm there, I'm fucking triggered, and I'm just like, oh my god, like, this place is fucking uh, terrifying. And then you, like, walk down the street, you, like, see someone you went to high school with, or, like, whatever, someone you knew, and then... I think it just can feel suffocating because they have this, like, like, they know who you are and maybe, like, things about you. Like, maybe they know my mom died or, like, we went to high school together and they knew this version of me. Like, it, yeah, I don't know. They it, knew it, who we were. Yeah. Who I know, but it kind of feels like, it, I think that's the weird thing. It feels like such a disconnect where, like, Minneapolis and, like, maybe people's interpretations of me there or, like, who I was there feel so fractured off from, like, who I mm-hmm. am now. That it like feels almost like I'm yeah. the going back into that body or that m- state of mind when I'm there. Like I'm like this is my identity here, and like mm-hmm. this is who I was when I w- was here. And even if I'm not that person now, like it's hard to separate when you're like fucking triggered a- out of your mind and like really like I don't know. I kind of mm-hmm. feel like when I think about home and like going to Minneapolis, it's kind of more like dissociative than like nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Like I'm kind of just like oh my god, like. Because I feel like so much of my trauma involved me, like, not fully being in my body there. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, when I go there, it's hard for me to, like, I don't know. It's it's just hard to be, like, okay, I'm, like, who I am right now is, like, the person who's walking on these streets. I don't know. It mm-hmm. feels, like, very, yeah. like, disconnected in a way. And it's almost like I revert. Like, I feel like I revert back into that person I was and, like, those experiences. And I don't know. Mm. It's kind of weird, but yeah, it's weird. Super going excited to visit. <laughs> it's weird going back to a place 
that feels the exact same as when you left, but you're a completely different person. Like, that's kind of how I feel. I'm like, oh, everything's the same yeah. here. And yet I am like this drastically different person. But I will say one thing I'll say really quick is in my motherless daughter's book, which I recently finished. <laughs> and like a lot of the concepts are ubiquitous. It's not just like motherless daughter. It's like motherless sons, fatherless daughters, sons, whatever. Daddyless baby boys. Yeah. D- daddyless. Uh, yeah. Baby yeah. We, we've boys. touched on motherless. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, but it's a common, it's a common urge for kids who lose their parents, especially like younger kids who lose their parents at younger ages to, to feel the need to leave the city in which it happened or leave the space in which they have like the most memories with the parent. You know, it's, it's very common to want to get out and kind of have this tainted perception of the place where Mm -hmm. a lot of the things happened. So yeah. We're really not as unique as we like to think. No. Well, also <laughs> not to mention, like, since it's such a small fucking city and we haven't really been talking to daddy, the mm. idea of visiting and just, like, running into him potentially is, like, terrifying to me. Yeah. Like, I'm like, how how sad is it that I'm like, ugh, don't want to visit home because what if I just run into daddy while I'm out sh- fucking shopping? <laughs> like, that would yeah. be really awkward. <laughs> I highly doubt we will. No, I know, but... I don't know. That's just like part of the reason why I'm like, I just would rather not go back. Yeah. Here. I think being back here and I've been back here for fucking months now. Um, <laughs> it, I mean like what you're saying about like coming back and feeling like a whole new person um, or being a whole new person, like, and then having that sort of like challenged in a sort of dissociative way by like all these things that used to determine you. Mm-hmm. There is some like regression. It's like, yeah, there's this because I came here and I was like, I, I sometimes I imagine like perspective, my phenomenal perspective, like like a window or something with paint on it. And I just every day you just keep painting new layers on the window. Like so I'm like rose, rose paint, rose colored <laughs> paint, rose colored glasses <laughs> paint, rose, yeah, rose, yeah, rose. Yeah. rose. But. Rose. But someone dropped a little bit of black death in my rose-colored paint. Oh, yeah. So it's just this, like, inside of the womb of darkness, burgundy. Mm. So I'm just like, rose, rose. But it's just burgundy because, like, that black drop is just... Just one tiny little black drop. It's just one tiny little little germ. And it's... I think there's such a strong, like, center of existential gravity to like something traumatic like and this house like my dad was dying in it for like 10 years so i was mm-hmm. always trying to get yeah. out of here because i was like dad's dying and it's sort of depresso um, <laughs> yeah it's a, dub- it's a it's double like shot of depresso yeah <laughs> kill dad so i'm you know and i it's been a struggle for any yeah for any grief babies who have like spent a lot of time in the place where everything happened like Mm -hmm. it is a struggle to like define yourself otherwise and i think it's been especially glaring since i became like a different person when i lived in portland oregon like i started doing stand-up and um (laughs) i started kissing gals no um (laughs) i I, I did (laughs) uh kissing gals um and like I felt Motion. like I was this different person and like coming back and living in this house, which molded me in my teenage years and like where I struggled with a lot of addiction issues and mm. shit like that. It like it just comes back like, you know, there's 
I think like we value our own like personal mythology and our ability to define ourselves, but you're like so defined by your circumstances. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, there's some like simulacrum inside of you that is your soul. But then if you're just doing Jackson Pollock black paint splatters <laughs> in your little ro- in your little rose colored soul, you're going to yeah. get you're going to get a little bit of dark in the paint. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny because every time I visit Minneapolis before I go, I completely have rose colored glasses. They haven't mm-hmm. been taken yet. I always go and I'm like, this is going to be the trip when I don't spiral. <laughs> I'm like, and, and then at it's the airport, there's a shot glass of paint that just yeah. comes right yeah yeah the yeah the stewardess is like and a cup of black paint for you uh, uh-huh. black megadeth paint i'm like you know what actually yeah I, that does yeah. sound good right now mm-hmm. and then by the time we land yeah i'm like where did my rose colored glasses go uh, fuck yeah uh-huh. fuck they're it's dark as night <laughs> it's so I funny because it's sunglasses. like when you like are going on a vacation or something and you like step out onto like the airport and you're like going on the train or catching a cab or something you're like yeah this is fucking new 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 yeah. spot we're mm-hmm. on vacay but like i feel like stepping <laughs> out to the msp airport <laughs> like stepping onto that pavement i'm like it's like oh, hot tub time machine fuck. from hell i'm like Whoa. Yeah. i'm like actually it's can i just get back on the plane are you going back <laughs> to jfk i kind of just I'm like, what year is it? <laughs> it's it's <literally> 2016. <laughs> no! It's September 3rd. <laughs> is it? A, no. Tell me this calendar's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. But, um, Harry, I feel like <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to talk about your house a little bit because I feel like just as, a, as your bestie, I'll call myself that, as your Boom. bestie of many <laughs> years, um, and someone who kind of maybe has a more like third party perspective of your journey. I feel like the house has been like such a like fulcrum, I guess, of like your trauma or grief. Like I feel like there's been many times where you've come back for the summer in college and like stayed there or like, I don't know, just different things have happened. And I feel like it's always kind of been this, I don't know, just tension point, but like something that was hard to get rid of. So I just... I want to give you some props because I feel like even though this maybe feels like a hard fucking thing to do, like selling a house is just stressful in itself. But like, I'm proud of you because I feel like, (laughs) thank you. Seriously. Yeah. We're going to have a tender moment on the podcast because I feel like it's just been, I don't know, you're doing it alone and it's been such a weight, you know, and I just feel like it's going to be really good for you to like release it, even if it's bittersweet. Because it's always kind of been something that's like, like I couldn't imagine having just like a museum of mom. Like I would no. sell that bitch. I'd be like, I can't. Yeah. I can't look at it. I can't I would do cry it. Every day. It would be hard. I'd be like, okay, she loved this house or whatever, you know, like romanticize it. But it's like ultimately, it's kind of a burden. That's I feel like it would be a burden to have that. Like I have to take care of this thing she had or like whatever. I don't know. So I'm proud of you. Is what I want to say. Yeah. Thank it you. Takes a lot of strength. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, I think one of the hardest things is, like, um, there are things in life that, like, you just have to, like, give up on. And one <laughs> of the things for me has been, like, changing how I feel about this house. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think that, like, you know, lots of people have, like, little cursed objects and shit like that. And <laughs> and places, like we're talking about. Um, mm. But it really symbolizes me being, like, 
you know what? This is not good. Like, this yeah. is yeah. not a good place for me to be. Um, and so I encourage little grief babies. If it's not working out, it's not your fault. Get rid yeah. of that little museum. Yeah. Right. Get, get rid of that haunted mo- automobile you're driving in. <laughs> yeah. Truly. Daddy croaked in. Throw those converse It's so away. true because you really have tried. Like, I've watched <laughs> you be like, I'm going to, like, <laughs> try and reinvent my relationship. And I think sometimes it's just not possible. Yeah. I'm trying to do that, shifting to our uh, impending visit mm. to Minneapolis. I haven't been there in two years. I've only visited once since moving, and I'm trying. I'm not going in with rose-colored glasses. They're kind of burgundy, but, like, I am trying to leave with a more rosy tint Mm. when I'm on my Mm -hmm. way back to New York. (laughs) I'm trying to rub a little of the black paint (laughs) off my lenses. Uh Nice. Scraping it. Squeegee, I I really do want this visit (laughs) to be more of, like... I don't know. I want to get closer. I'm not expecting a full transformation, but I do want to get closer to like feeling less overwhelmed by going home. Exposure therapy. So that's kind of my goal. But again, you know, if it doesn't really work out, I'll probably like see you see guys in about five years. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. try yeah. again for a while. But like, I agree. And to kind of touch on what you said, Harry, like if it's not working out, it's not working out. Like, don't yeah. blame yourself. Like. That's kind of how I feel whenever I visit and I find myself kind of spiraling and emotional. I'm like, God damn it again. Like, <laughs> I'm uh-huh. like I thought I was over this. Like I thought that I, you know, sometimes it just com- completely like grief does, you know, it, sometimes it just, or, or trauma or PTSD. Like sometimes it just comes out of left field and like it comes and it goes, it doesn't last forever in my experience at least. And like, it's not like Minneapolis is just a dog shit place. Like when I visit, I certainly do, take in a lot of there are a lot of positive memories as well you know like yeah. I try not yeah. to let just like the shadow of mommy's death take over my whole visit but but um, it does usually <laughs> I mean it, it does for moments you know it comes and goes like <laughs> feelings are temporary and I don't know but yeah just like be easy on yourself like and, and and like Harry said if something isn't working like that's okay like maybe it's just not meant to be right now and I think for me, what's been good is, like, I don't visit Minneapolis very often. I think I've been there, like, three times since we moved away. And the trips are very short, and that really works for me. I don't plan too much. I see, like, a select amount of people that I want to see. I spend some time alone. It's short and sweet. I'm not about to spend two fucking weeks there because that would be ludicrous. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. But... Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Just like being gentle with yourself. And like, if you feel a type of way, that's okay. Like we've been through bullshit. So I don't know. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. for sure. I think, I the, think this visit will go well. I Okay. I think it we will have too. each other. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. And I've taken I'll, some I'll space. I'll be here. Yeah. 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 We have Harry as well. We're seeing Harry. I am excited. No, I am excited because I feel like, especially with the pandemic, it's been like the realization that like, I haven't been able to see certain people that I love who live there or just who live anywhere that's not New York. Like, I feel Mm. like that's kind of pushed me to want to visit, too. It's like the separation has kind of been like, oh, like I couldn't go there for like a year. And now that I'm vaxxed and waxed, baby, I'm just I'm feeling like, you know, maybe I do miss certain things. I do miss certain people like 
you don't know what you got until it's gone, you know? Ooh. And actually, I still <laughs> am terrified to go back, but uh-huh. I think it's going to be better. The main thing that's scary is that we are going to see our dad, at least for me. I won't speak for Maddie, but I'm a little bit nervous because we're going to see our dad after about two years. And the setting is at a graduation <laughs> ceremony. So that is a really weird icebreaker because we're going to have to sit in little chairs. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know. It's uh, going to be a daddy sandwich. It's going to be like awkward, silent. I don't I don't know what that setting is going to look like. Uh, I'm picturing like <laughs> it's going to be that weird like climax <laughs> of like a comedy, like a dark comedy where it's like things are bubbling up and you're just kind of sitting in silence at the chair with the ceremony and then there's like a huge fight i don't know maybe that's not true but that's kind of what i'm (laughs) Uh I'm like preparing for like a movie moment but you know what we're gonna conquer those demons and i'm facing it head on we're gonna learn a little bit about mommy our apology tour we mentioned Mm -hmm. yeah we are doing it so you know gonna get some insight into the family. Yeah. With a little bit of rose-colored paint in your pocket. Yeah. A little bit yeah. of rose-colored paint. Should be good. I do feel like I'm going to war a little bit, but <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, out. let's get the fucking... You have burgundy, like, lines <laughs> on yeah, your yeah, yes. <laughs> 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 Like, let's strap the boots up. I got, like, my fucking parachute to uh-huh. go to MSP. Like, <laughs> I'm like, this is a uh-huh. little... But also, it's going to be chill. Um, yeah. Harry and I are going to go sell his DVDs. And <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I sold fifth. I sold. This is this is the most heartbreaking part about selling your dad's house is getting rid of 400 DVDs. <laughs> Dude. It, it, 50, 50 DVDs got me $19 at half price books. And I was happy to get it. Wait, that's wow. actually way more than I thought. Yeah, not bad. That How are they making books? money? This is the, this is the real <laughs> yeah, message wait, of, of this podcast. I'm actually half price books. <laughs> no, the yeah. thing is, like, who's... Like, ha- I feel like the ratio to people selling DVDs to buying them has to be way off. Like, there's no uh-huh. way that there's Dude, more the people... the fuck is buying DVDs? Like, you sold 50 DVDs... Who is buying, like, in a month, yeah. do they even sell 50? Like, who is no. buying DVDs, man? <laughs> I don't know. I want to buy DVDs, but then I have to reel myself back. I'm like, no, 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 no. Why, why would you do Dude, that? Dude, laptops don't why even come do with that? disk drives anymore. Like, I who bought a disk drive to attach. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> you can just pirate things. Not that I pirate. We don't condone pirating. But we don't condone geez. pirating. But ARG, matey. audited <laughs> 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 because of you. Um, no, it's but funny. ARG, <laughs> The ARG, matey. The thing is, I actually movies. brought, uh, speaking of moving useless shit i wasn't like you harry and i didn't sell my dvds and i had one of those cases where you like <laughs> put the dvds in like yeah yeah and it's a good way to store them i brought them i think i just got rid of them in like last summer when we moved me too i had I, they were just School dusting in a cabinet and i was like i haven't used th- i haven't even opened this since coming to new york i don't know why i thought that was an essential but i I wasn't brave like you, and I didn't get rid of them <laughs> early <laughs> enough, but they're gone now. So. 
Did you throw them away? What happened? I literally to them? threw them right in the trash. Yeah. Yeah. I, maybe yeah. maybe oh I put them gosh. out on the street in a bag. Like I doubt anyone took them. I they put were, mine on the street. I think I put them on the street and like probably ended up having to throw them away because I don't think anyone wanted those. Like mm-hmm. they're like mm-hmm. oh, I don't have a disc drive, so I'm gonna uh, pass. <laughs> I had mm-hmm. some good ones in there. I had Waking Life on DVD. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, <laughs> existential. So no big deal. But film. Oh, it's all a part of the joy of burying a parent and selling off their DVDs. Yeah. 50 yeah. for $19. Not not 20 but 19 Not that. Ni- ni- 1976. A great year <laughs> yeah. for a great year for buying DVDs. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So mm-hmm. we're going to be Maybe fucking up year for half Daddy. price books. We that are. We fun. are. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 all it's all it's all Thanks good the in invite. the end, grief. And you know what? Uh, here's here's my final <laughs> word. I th- I think that <laughs> no, I o- I often I think the thing I struggle with a lot is the idea of running away versus I don't even know what oh my god term is leaving for it. with so dignity. True. I struggle with that too, Harry. Go on. But what what running away versus running to fleeing to what's the better way to put I it? I don't know. See, this is a good Starting question. Starting fresh, actually. I think. Starting fresh. That's yeah. it. That's it. I'm done. That's oh, maybe that shows <laughs> where we stand on this because we both were like, oh, starting fresh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what's the other option? I don't. Know. Besides, yeah, I've sprinting never even thought about it. But do you uh, feel like you're starting fresh? No. Um, I mean, <laughs> I think... Oh, my God, no. I mean, that's the other part of the illusion is, like, leaving and being a whole new person. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, right. It's it's not going to happen, but I think there are things that will... Like Gabby said, this, like, house has been as much as a gift. It's been a burden. Um, yeah. And unburdening yourself of the things that determine you and the people that know you, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, in a way, yeah. um, will, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it lets you at least discover a little bit more who you are. Um, mm-hmm. Because, yeah, these walls hold a history. Yeah. Hold a history. And yeah. I think I think that shedding yourself of all this detritus because it's not your shit too. That's at the end of the day, it's yeah. some other person's shit. Yeah. Um, and I think that I will be fresher as I peel off the onion layers of Daddy's leavings. Ooh, yeah. That yeah. Sound good. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of constricting. I feel like staying in for us Minneapolis I just it felt constricting like it's like okay I I I feel like I can't really grow anymore like I need to kind of cut off these dead these these, this dead growth to make room for new growth so I kind of think of us leaving Minneapolis and moving to New York as just like a like a physical reset like an environmental reset it's not like spiritually I'm like okay hitting the reset button I'm a whole new fucking person but like it just kind of offers you that opportunity to to grow a little bit and to not feel constricted by your surroundings and the people mm-hmm. and all the fucking things that once defined you. And, you know, it can't help but be contaminated by the death. Like, you're kind of in part defined by that in the place that it happened. So, I yeah. don't know. It's, ki- it's liberating in a way, but it's not like you know, you're starting a whole, you're, it's not like you're starting over your life necessarily. 
Well, okay. I think that you brought up a good point about the running away thing and how, like, you're not oftentimes, like, even running away from your shit. Yeah. Like, obviously, there are circumstances where maybe people are running away from themselves or, like, their problems or something. But I think for me, like, my journey to moving wasn't as, like, laid back as yours, <laughs> maybe, Maddie, or, like, you know, as, like... Mm. Like, obviously, you had griefy reasons, too. But I feel like, for me, I was in college, and I didn't want to be, and I just, like, had gotten out of a crazy year of living with daddy and mommy dying. And I would have taken any opportunity. Like, I kind of just rode on the coattails of, like, Maddie and our roommate, Lisa, wanting to move. Like, you guys were out of college, and you're, like, you know. It kind of, like, was more natural, I think, for your progression like you two and yeah i mean i was in a long-term relationship didn't well, really make yeah. sense <laughs> <laughs> no there, there were definitely <laughs> issues but like we we all kind of like were doing creative things together and we were like this makes sense to go to new york yeah and it didn't really actually make sense <laughs> for me in a lot of ways because i was literally in college and like was 18 like i didn't know anything about anything but i was like i know i don't want to be in college and i will take any opportunity to not be in Minneapolis. Right. I feel like to so society standards, it didn't make sense for you. It didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely felt like uh, pushed into the college path. And I was like, I just don't want to do this at all. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously, like familial pressure was a factor. So I was like, if I just have like geographical distance <laughs> from these people, then they can't tell me what to do. <laughs> and uh-huh. I don't know. I think so to the point of like running away, I think in a way I was definitely running at lightning speed away from all Minneapolis held for me and how I felt like it was holding me back. But I think it was actually really positive because like we were doing it together and there was like the growth factor involved. But also, I think it made me realize, like, I don't think I was conscious of why I felt like I had to get out so bad. Like, I was just like, the city's too small. I don't want to be in college. I just, like, need to go. It's suffocating. But I didn't really know, like, why I was feeling so weighed down. Mm -hmm. And then when I got here and kind of, like, processed things more, because, like, it had only been, like, two years when we moved here that our mom had died. So, like, that hadn't even really set in. So, like, I feel like since I've gotten here, I've processed a lot more things and like it's turned out to be way more positive than I even intended it to be mm-hmm. because I didn't really realize why I wouldn't wanted to do it so bad <laughs> and then like all of a sudden I was like oh yeah that that makes a lot of sense like when I couldn't even get myself to like visit I was like okay <laughs> yeah. I really had to get out of there but mm-hmm. I say that to say that running away is not always a bad thing because sometimes I feel like it's just your subconscious being like you gotta fucking go man like Mm-hmm. I had to, I didn't even know why I had to do it, but it was, like, primal. I was, like, I gotta <laughs> get the fuck out of here, <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah. I had an ex- a, a similar experience where, like, it didn't really hit me until later, like, kind of the gravity of, of why I felt so inclined to move away. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, what we're saying, Grief Babies, is run, don't walk <laughs> away <laughs> from the place that your parent died. If it uh. if it doesn't feel right, hit the fucking bricks. because. Yeah. You could always move back, you know? Uh, you can always move really fucking anywhere. It's and hard to move, but... Oh, oh, I'm, so, oh I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was, no, was going to say, and you can always move back and then leave again. Harry yes. Jensen method, exactly. patented. You can just mm-hmm. keep 
hip hop scotching, hippity hoppin' on your little hippity hop, <laughs> bouncing on your yoga ball. And bring oh. a little bit of lump spray with you, too. Oh, because don't forget the lump spray. <laughs> a little exactly. bit of lump spray. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you can, an- you know what? You can anamorph into your best self. <laughs> That's <laughs> so true. That's a nice thing. You know, like, maybe you don't become a completely new person like you fantasize when you're, like, moving somewhere. But at the very least, you're, like, free, I think, in the sense of grief, like, it's kind of constricting when people know your story already or something. If you're in like a smaller mm-hmm. town or like whatever, or just word got around that like your parent died or you went through this. And like when you're in a new place, it's nice because you take control of that story more and you can be like, okay, I can tell people this when I want to, I can drop a crazy banger. Like I can uh-huh. whatever, like you can really just the be options are limitless. You can, you have more room to like be, whoever you want to be in that space because no one knows shit about you, which mm-hmm. I think is really liberating. Yeah. So. Yeah. Totally. So anyway. Oh. Was oh. that our positive wrap-up? Packing up and moving out. Moving out of the P-cast. I'm <laughs> moving out. We're turning down, 20 down, soon. Down. Oh, I'm, I'm moving, moving out. out. <laughs> I'm moving out. <laughs> yeah, we're a Billy Joe. Anyways, Joel, everyone, Billy Joe please Venmo it. us because Harry needs the money for his moving costs. Did we ever make the Venmo? No, we, we, we didn't make the Venmo. <laughs> we're literally no. such trolls. So all those <laughs> pending, all those pending uh, payments. I know we um, have just mountains of Pending Venmo's, Pending payments, but baby. Yeah. We open the account and just a million dollars. Ching. Ching. Uh, yeah, we really need someone to sponsor us. So. Um. <laughs> yeah, if if the Burgundy Paint Company uh, would like to sponsor <laughs> us and drop a little bit of some some swaths, some yeah, samples, yeah. we're Maybe open. Maybe Bear Please. Paint yeah. or a uh, what uh-huh. is it? Moore. Sherman Williams. Williams? I don't know. I said Benjamin Moore. Benjamin Moore. I think that's a a nice one. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we also accept Big Tobacco as a sponsor, but we've lost Newport. Mm -hmm. Newport. So it's... um, R.I.P. to Swisher Sweets. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, no more Swisher Um, Sweets. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Thanks, Daddy Joe. We're pundits. Shout out, Daddy Joe. All right. Back to politics, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Podcast halfway over. No. All right. Uh But seriously, visit our website, deadparentsclub.rip. Harry has some new hot banging writings on there. Uh, follow us Sometimes, on Instagram. Yeah. Do you, Harry? I haven't honestly. Yeah. I haven't checked our website in so long. So there I'm are a couple noobs. Fake. I, I've been on and off. I've been okay. on and off. So you're gonna up. have to dip and dive in to to figure out. That that's my. I, I dip in. I dip out. Just Hopscotch. So you dip. He, keep dive, people on their toes. Dodge. Duck and <laughs> dodge. <laughs> that's such a funny movie. Um. Okay. <laughs> I am gonna dip dive and dodge onto there and read them and you should too and you should follow us on instagram deadparentsclub.rip and i i think that's it and that's it thank (laughs) you so much for your support (laughs) um anyway your brain just dip dive dodged out of there uh so (laughs) go smoke a big minty one while you can and yeah have a wonderful move out day Mm -hmm. Happy move out day. Happy Happy move move out out day. day. 
material. 